Welcome back. Thanks so much for spending some of your Friday afternoon with me. I'm your guest host, Deb Hutton. And because it is Friday afternoon, just after four o'clock, I am joined by the man who knows all things entertainment, Richard Krause. Hey, Richard. Hi, Deb. How are you? I am good. Now, we start on a little bit of a sad note, entertainment uh, death. Yeah, Carl Weathers uh, has passed away at the age of 76. And from uh, Rocky Balboa to Baby Yoda, what a career he had. Uh, He started off uh, his professional career, not as an actor, but as an athlete. He was an NFL linebacker before turning to acting. And his natural athleticism, I think, made him a a shoe-in for the role of Apollo Creed in the first Rocky movie, and the character was so popular, they brought him back for number two and number three. And then in number four, when he's killed by Ivan Drago, it was unexpected. It was a real kind of a moment because you had gotten to know this character. He was inspirational. He was well-loved. And he was someone that I think uh, audiences were really on side with. It was an iconic character brought to life by Carl Weathers. But it was just one of many that he played, and he could really do it all. So action films, he would make a movie like Predator. Uh, and it's interesting that the director of Predator, uh, John McTiernan, actually brought Carl Weathers in, cast him in a major role in that film opposite Arnold Schwarzenegger, because Schwarzenegger was still relatively new to the acting thing and you know combining action and acting. Uh, and Carl Weathers was kind of an old pro at that point and was there to give Schwarzenegger tips. He was his tutor of a sort. And then he could do comedy, made movies with Adam Sandler, uh, played himself in Arrested Development. I think he was an actor who was iconic and yet I think underrated. I don't think we really realized how great he was uh, until you know you have a, a sit, as I have uh, this afternoon since I heard the news, and just had a look at the width and breadth of his career and how much work he did and how good so much of it was. Yeah, and at a young age, 76, I will say when my yeah. kids were a bit younger, loved Happy Gilmore. Loved it. <laughs> well, and I bet you they watched Toy Story 4 uh, more than once, uh, one or two times. And Combat Carl was also played by uh, Carl Weathers. So he's, uh, he's touched generations of moviegoers. Absolutely. So now, one of the topics we're going to discuss is a really weird one for me. Lyrics or movies used as court evidence? Yeah. So this is something that isn't going to happen now. But cast your mind back to 2002, Run DMC, famous rap band, uh, Jam Master J, one of the members of the band, was was gunned down. He was shot and killed. It took a while, but they found a guy called Carl Jordan, and they charged him uh, as one of the killers of Jam Master J. And they wanted to, the prosecution wanted to bring in rap lyrics that he had written. And they are things uh, like this. We aim for the head, no body shots, and we stick around just to see the body drop. Uh, And so the prosecution said, well, this is obviously laying the foundation. This is the kind of guy he is. Now, the court said, you can't use that. We're not not allowing that in. It's not real hard evidence. But it does raise kind of an interesting question. Should lyrics or artistic works be used uh, as evidence in court trials, even if it's only a tangential uh, connection? I don't think so, because that rap song is a, is a work of imagination. But I do think that it, it 
feels like it's eerily similar to what happened on the night that Jam Master Jay was killed. And so you have to raise your eyebrow a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I guess... You know, if you, if you if you write notes in advance of writing lyrics, you know, in your journal or something like that, presumably that type of thing could be evidence. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, it, it's an interesting question. It's an interesting question as to, uh, you know, where does artistic license begin and where does it stop in terms of it applying to your real life? I don't think in this case that it's going to make a whole lot of difference one way or the other for the prosecution's case. Uh, but, you know, we see things coming up all the time in the age of social media. Uh, there are lots of uh, court cases now that are trying to get social media uh, videos that people have made admitted as evidence that might be sort of damning uh, for the person that made it. And uh, this is something I think that's just going to become more and more prevalent as we uh, age into uh, social media and, and just having a look at the totality of someone's output, because we're all content creators now. Yeah. And sometimes there can be a little bit of blowback from that. So, I mean, it's not really an entertainment conversation if we don't talk Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, is it? It's true. I mean, she is the most, well, I thought it was really funny the other night, maybe the only funny thing on Saturday Night Live last week when Dakota Johnson was the guest host, that she said, the last time I was in this studio was for the 40th anniversary, and I was sitting next to the most powerful person in America. And you see Dakota Johnson, Donald Trump is sitting right behind her, and then the camera, of course, pulls down and Taylor Swift sitting <laughs> next to her. Uh, and that is kind of... Of, you know what what people think here, but Whoopi Goldberg's had enough. Whoopi Goldberg uh, says, you know, we, listen, we talk about her too much. Uh, it, it, you know, I, I don't want to only make her uh, the subject of everything that happens on the View. Um, and so, the question that I would have is, are we Taylor Swifted out, or is this just such a kind of a unique moment in popular culture where we're all? kind of talking about the same thing for the first time in a very long time. We're so splintered now in the way that we think about things, the way uh, that we have all our own interests. I might go on TikTok. You may go on TikTok, but we're watching completely different things. We're not watching the same stuff together. Now, for once, everyone seems to be talking about Taylor Swift, and I think it's pretty cool. So I have to admit, we, we host a Super Bowl party at our house every year. Right. I've been in search of a cardboard cutout, but I just, I'm too cheap, Richard, to pay what they're asking me to pay. Because I thought, yeah, you laugh, right? How funny will it be when our guests come and there's Taylor in the back corner watching football yep. with us? <laughs> Maybe you could make a little Taylor Swift mask instead. Print well, it off on the anyhow, computer and... I, I won't get into it, but it's been, it's one of those things that I do when I get up too early in the morning and, you know, I go searching. <laughs> Speaking of watching, what should we be watching? Well, you wanted to talk last week because I, I, I had some grim uh, suggestions for you last week. They're for adults only. So I came up with something that the whole family can watch. Excellent. Uh, this is on Disney Plus. It's mm -hmm. called A Real Bug's Life. Oh. And it's kind of the spin-off of the movie A Bug's Life, which came out many years ago, and there's been a couple of sequels to it. But this is uh, a show that's about real bugs, and it takes the most extraordinary uh, uh, camera and camera work uh, that that is exists out there. It's state of the art, and it shows you how bugs live. And most of it is real life. There are a couple of things that have been CGI enhanced, computer-generated imagery enhanced, but most of it uh, is for real. And it's 
quite fascinating. And when I was a kid, I loved bugs. I couldn't get enough of them. I thought they were so cool. And that flies had multifaceted eyes I thought was really super neat. And this show really kind of makes these bugs uh, the, the main character. It's educational. It's fun. And I think that it is something that the whole family could sit down and, and watch. Well, Richard, you are being a fantastic friend in doing this this week because tonight's girls' night. My husband's traveling. And so the three of us, my two daughters and I, are going to order dim sum because that's their fave. And we're going to watch TV. So I think this may be our choice. I'll tell you the last bug movie that we watched. It wasn't a movie. It was a series. was Man vs. Bee. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. I actually I don't laugh out loud that much at <laughs> movies, but I found it hysterical. Well, this one is a little bit more educational. That's okay. In, in, it, in its nature. And I would suggest maybe eating the sushi first and then watching the bug show. <laughs> you're, you're a good friend, Richard. Thank you so much. That's Richard Krause joining us on Friday afternoon as he does every week to talk about entertainment. Really appreciate it, Richard. Have a great week.